Welcome to a new Waterwave TV interview. As you can tell by the title, we are going to school today because we got the one and only student one in the building. We're going to learn a lot about him, what he's been doing, his new album that just dropped, and how we got to the point of being one of the coolest artists in Minnesota, in a sense, you could say. But first, you you know you know the drill. We got to run the Waterwave intro. And where you at if you've been this shit? Go ahead to youtube.com backslash Waterwave TV and subscribe to that shit. Yeah. Know the waves in it, they fall with hitting a home run hitter with the coldest rings. And even on my bad days, I'm a clutch to finish the track diminished. The booth burnt hands is itching down. Student one, we're back. What's goody? What's goody? What's goody? We were just talking about it's been three years for real. It's like the Call of Duty um, campaign scene, yeah. But it's been 20 years, the city's a ghost. <laughs> I was a different nigga back then. Oh my god, I mean, I probably wasn't, but. I don't know, just three years ago, I feel like it's just been a grip of time. Mm -hmm. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm feeling much better now that the album's out. Mm -hmm. We've been like, like we finished producing and writing it like me and Corey, shout out Lab Mode, like two years ago. Okay. And I think that's like the longest I've ever sat on a project. But I think it was well worth it. Like it sounds great and like, like I don't know holding on to it for that long just had me feeling some type of way and the minute it dropped all that mm -hmm. shit went out the window so it's like so every song that was on there was like finished two <laughs> years ago yeah. like mix and mastered every recorded not mix and mastered we uh, like before we got in touch with Alex Tume, mm -hmm. um, we mixed and mastered our own shit and um, uh, that was like that was the initial plan and then we were like well we could get it mixed way better mm -hmm. and um then uh so yeah like a lot of like all of like the like the making the bars and like the beats like all that shit happened two years ago mm -hmm. and uh the uh the mixing and mastering came after Okay, was more recent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I was that listening through the album, uh, not I'd say not one song is similar to another, and that's one thing I really enjoy when when artists drop projects is showing like the versatility and like a piece of everything like they've been doing, like a, like each one of your songs like kind of reminds me of like a different song you've dropped almost like a different time period of Student One. Yeah. In a sense, I don't know if that was like the goal going through it, but like what was like the idea on like the production and the structure of the album itself. I feel like uh, the main objective was just to like go as hard as we possibly could and just kind of like capitalize on the pockets that we find. Mm -hmm. And like that was like that was like the group objective, like the collaborative effort between him and I. Like my personal objectives, like as student one, are just to like be versatile and be like all over the place with like the flow. Mm -hmm and just try and say crazy shit um yeah and i feel like Corey kind of felt a similar way like with regards to like his own personal objectives like mm -hmm. just punch the pocket go hard type shit and yeah like we didn't really like have there was not there wasn't really like a huge vision for each joint it was just kind of like let's work mm -hmm. And uh, we'd try some shit. I'd let him know, like, when beats were getting really hot, I'd just be like, no one's touching this beat. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. 
I'm not coming up with shit right now, but I promise you when I do, it's it'll be good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we pretty much did that. And uh, yeah, it just made for a lot of like different cuts. And I wanted it to sound like every track was like a different world. So mm-hmm. like, means a lot that you say that. I yeah, it. and uh, Let Mode, that's who you're speaking of, right? Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. produced every track on the album. Yeah, Demon, fucking Demon. Is he? I, I'm not. I wasn't super. So I'm not super familiar. I don't think with him. He. Uh, he have you been working? Uh, you worked with him in the past. Yeah, this is the. Uh, I think. Like outside of your work, I haven't like necessarily seen like too many other people working with him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He. Uh, the first shit that him and I made together was off my drag EP, the song Lung, and I just remember like making that song, thinking like this beat's sick, and then I. Anytime I finish a song, I'll just, like, show the homies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and everybody just kept, like, saying, like, bro, that beat, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he made it in, like, 15 minutes. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, he used to – him and I met through Tiff. Mm. We, like, all got tacos one day. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, yeah, that's my man, Corey. And – I think no I think he said Corey Grindberg and which was fucked up because like probably like a couple weeks prior I saw a YouTube video it was a remix of the song Lemon by Rihanna or uh, Nerd and uh, he'd like he didn't even like he just bass boosted it and the 808 sounded stupid and I was like wait are you the Corey Grindberg that made the Lemon remix he was like yeah <laughs> I was like dog you're fucking lit and uh, then he showed me some beats that he made for like other people, because uh, he he works he he went to school in Chicago, so he knows a lot of people out there. He knows like Saba and Joseph Chilliams. He's produced for them, uh, Warhols. Um, so he was just showing me some of the beats that he made then, and uh, I was just blown away. Yeah. Because like he's just showing me this like yeah here's this thing, and <laughs> I'm just like you guys seem like a like a really good duo like. Like I guess maybe not to label you guys as a duo, but like when you guys work together, it's like super fire. Like this whole album, like it, it feels like you guys are meant for each other in the studio in a sense. You know what I mean? Like like how some artists just have a certain sound and have a certain image they want to paint their career and just like how they want people to feel. Like it just feels like this was like this all is student one. It's not like it, you found a a someone type beat on the internet and yeah. went with it. It just it sounds like a student one type beat in a sense. You know what I mean? It just sounds very original. Yeah, it just it just goes like I don't know like when an artist and a producer work can you know work side by side that's where like the best music is made in I, my sense and God. then obviously adding on like a huge uh, and very talented engineer on top of it is like just gonna make it sound better but like the for artistic side of it like I feel like that's needed yeah and not very many people out here have that which is like hard to find someone that you work really well with you know and whatnot I feel like our chemistry was like. Yeah, it was, like, instant, and I don't know. I feel like he understood where I was coming from on the creative side mm-hmm. more often than not. Like, like in moments where I feel like I would have to, like, go the extra mile to, like, explain what I'm talking about. Yeah. If I was talking to somebody else, like, I would – I'd have to give him, like, half those words. He'd be like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, we <laughs> – I didn't realize this until, like – way after we met but we actually ended up going to like the same high school uh i think i was a freshman in south high school when he was a senior and 
Yeah, and like we kind of, I feel like because of that, we kind of like knew a lot of the same music, especially like locally. Like we both fucked with people like, like Aesop, and uh, fucking just yeah, people people like that. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I think that also helped with regards to just like our chemistry in the studio, and like how easy it is to just kind of like piggyback off one another and just make some shit. Yeah. Um, you have a couple features on there, right? It's just the two, um, yeah. Femme and Cash Prez. Crash Prez. Oh, Crash. Oh, oh, just, I did type Crash Prez. Uh, what, uh, why, why'd you choose those two? What do they mean? Like, how do they come into your music? So, um, I'm gonna start with Femme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, I think Alec like sent her like a couple of my songs and reached out about like collaborating because we had been paying attention to her music for like a while and um, just out of nowhere I did not expect that she was very responsive which is like uncharacteristic when mm-hmm. you know you go in and somebody's like DMs talk about trying to work like it it usually doesn't work like that but she was just like yo your music is sick and I was just like <laughs> thank you mm-hmm. like and we ended up talking and then told her about the album and uh i sent her three joints that i thought like she would fit on mm-hmm. or like shit that she would be comfortable you know working on a song with and she immediately sent back wannabe and i went into it nervous i was just like i wonder if she just like hears these three things and just like nah i'm not trying to do this shit no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but yeah she came through she was like song came out tight like shout out femme for real <clears throat> uh michael that's just my dog like uh i've known him for the longest and like anytime we make music together it's just like the energy in the room is just like crazy mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's like calculated chaos i don't know it's hard to explain because it's just like the, the vibe in the room is like really chill. Mm-hmm. But the minute we have to go into the booth, we're yelling like <laughs> and I don't know. I really appreciate that. Just kind of being like a I feel like I'm soft spoken outside of the music a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you get me out of that zone, I get excited because yeah. it's just like I like that shit. Yeah. Like people get scared to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In person, you're a very calm, mellow person, a human in person. Yeah. Very weird tongue twister there, <laughs> uh, but um, on your music, you can you you you're, you can tell almost almost like you're jumping in the studio in the booth maybe almost that it gives that type of vibe almost. Yeah, yeah, and I like that just because I don't know. It uh, it shows me that I have that side. Yeah, and like you want to when you perform live, that's the energy you want too. Like you're not you don't want to be up. I mean, some artists it works, but like like you don't want to be on stage just sitting there like quiet rapping your songs on stage. You want to have that that yeah. energy in your music even though some of the songs might be slow but you want to have like those ones and people know like oh like, this is how you're supposed to be when the song comes on yeah on stage. and like i don't know just like outside of the music i feel like uh part of the reason i'm like just soft-spoken is i'm just like shy for some reason uh but like yeah like when i get out of the booth and i just like just was like wiling out and like straining my vocal cords just like Maybe I could be a little less shy out in public. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I could do it here. Why can't I do it out there? They're gonna hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't know. I'm I'm pretty shy though too. It takes people to come up to me and like have conversations with me a lot of times. I don't know. It's just like you only got so much breath. Yeah. You gotta, do I want to talk to a hundred people tonight or do I want to talk to ten people tonight? I I. My, throat be, my throat's gonna be dry when I get home if I didn't bring a northern chill with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be dry all talking to me. So I feel the shy thing. I'd be I'd be in my own bubble all the time too. Yeah, it's just like sometimes I feel like I uh I'm um sometimes I'm like afraid to admit that my social battery is running low. Mm-hmm. And then when I feel like it is running low and I still have to communicate with people, I feel like I'm just kinda like not really present. Yeah. Just kinda like doesn't feel like i'm being genuine i don't know yeah no i feel that it's like i that's with me with like going out to either like uh bars or clubs recently because that's how we used to network it like when we first started waterway we was all we'd go every weekend talk to everyone you know vlog all that type of stuff but recently i just like i just don't have the energy for it anymore i would love to just be at home like sitting in bed or on the couch whatever just chilling um and now like with the store like i get so much social interaction you know from 12 to 6 12 to 7 every day it's like I don't even like I'm just tired. I'm burnt out. The social battery is yeah. burnt out. I'm ready to go home and not talk to anybody. For Turn the phone off, if anything. Uh, and I think uh, you dropped a, a visual off the album for Silly Math. Do you have it? Uh, first, I want to uh, hear about like the creation process behind that. But then, like, if, is there other videos you got planned as well? Oh hell yeah! Um, we just got back from. I'll get into Silly Math. I was just gonna say we just got back from Montana for the for the Kites music video, and. I went into that trip like, I don't want to go to Montana. <laughs> like, I just didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, uh, we heard that a homie was moving out there. He was just like, bro, I'll show you the mountains. Like, it's lit out here. I was just like, okay. Bet. And it was the most fun trip for a music video I've ever had in my life. That shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for that video to, video to come out. But uh, Silly Math was like, I originally wrote that song to, uh, to a beat that my friend uh, Ashlyn Summit made. And uh, he, uh, I was on shrooms that night, and I don't know. I don't like shrooms. Do not usually make me productive, mm-hmm. but there was something about tonight. So like, I was just penning shit, and then I like, I like tried to record it. I couldn't really do it until the next morning, but I got I had everything written. So mm-hmm. like, and uh, I just called it silly math because I was on psilocybin. And uh, even though the song's not about shrooms, I didn't expect to like make the song tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I just called it "Silly Math." It's like my sh- my ode to shrooms. And uh, somebody, I think it was Justice. It, it might have been my homie Justice. Shout out Justice. Uh, one half the team that uh, directed it. It was him and Ice Scott MacGyver. I think he was the one that came up with the idea for the the hunter s thompson theme and uh and it just made for like a great trip like it's just like let's mm-hmm. go to vegas and shoot a video like that is it's kind of hard to go wrong you know mm-hmm. what i mean like no one's gonna see a vegas video and be like boring unless yeah. you did it bad you know what i'm saying yeah. like so uh i immediately jumped on it and i was just like bet and it was it was lit almost got robbed in uh, vegas yeah it was uh it's not it wasn't even like life threat it wasn't like that it was like it was like two girls i did get robbed yeah i guess well justice got robbed i don't know all right so like uh (laughs) so we got breakfast 
and then we were like walking back to the hotel and there were these there were these two girls in police officer uniforms like like not not official police officer uniforms and they just like came up on me and they're like, like hold like on the, the strippers not, yeah. not, or not the strippers not, but like the showgirls yeah 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 and yeah. Then they just came up on me like hold on hold on hold on and then they just put handcuffs on me yeah i don't know why i let that happen <laughs> and fucking then i was just like uh what what's going on and they're just like uh oh, you under arrest like we need to take your mug shot and i was like okay and then they uh take then they like take a picture with like and they're posing with me they had like they had like uh billy clubs and shit and they're just like poking me with it and i don't know fucking and then uh they're just like all right now you need to like pay your bail like now you need to get bailed out and that was basically them just saying like yo it's 40 dollars for the fucking pictures Mm -hmm. and i was like Think I don't even want to do that, but like I didn't know that's just how Vegas is. Mm-hmm. So like, at first I was just like, "All right, I didn't do, I didn't, you did what?" And then my homie was just like, "I'll just pay it." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Bet," because I'm not. <laughs> then I ended up paying him back later that night. The same thing happened with me when I went to Vegas. Like pretty similar story. I went there with my parents on my 21st birthday, and my mom and dad already knew the drill, but they seen it happen, and they were like, "Do it, do it!" Like they were like, "Made me do it," but like, they, and then they paid for it, obviously. But like, it was two cop girls in a cop suit. It's even on one of our vlogs. Like the exact same thing happened to me. Forty dollars got robbed from the, from the, the fake cop suits. Like no one's asking for it. Yeah, now you know if you see someone coming up trying to get your attention, you just keep pushing. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, like I feel like if you live in Vegas, like the your ability to like ghost somebody just like right next to you is Mm -hmm. probably like on ten. I can imagine like if you live either like really near the Strip and just go there all the time, life would be crazy. I'd be you'd have to be really rich for that though. Oh God. Or really lucky in gambling. One of the two. Or you could count. And then you get banned. Yeah. How do they... <laughs> how do they... How do they catch people? Yeah, because it's just like, how do you they, look at somebody okay, so, through a camera and like, they, so they the people, too hard. So the people that are watching from, like, the people that are watching the cameras on the tables, they know how to count cards, right? So, like, uh, when the, they know when the count is high and when the count is low, and they can, if people are betting, like, say they're normally betting, like, $10, and all of a sudden when it's a good time to bet, they're betting $150, 200 300 They'll just be like, that's when it's not bad, a coincidence. They'll be like, hey, we know your count, you're, you're betting with the count. Basically, they say, um, like, we know you're betting with the count. If you want to keep playing here, you have to bet the same amount every hand. That's, because they can, they can, they can kick you out or give you your specific, own specific rules if they want. So that's how they combat card counters is they don't let you raise the bet um, yeah. or whatever or lower the bet like when they're supposed to. It's <laughs> like, bro, this is not luck. You better mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> like you're not just deciding to bet 500 instead of 25 when when the the count isn't, I forget if you want it high or low, but one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, whenever, wherever it's at. Um, I wish I knew how to count. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I, I've been trying to learn how to do it it's it's actually not too hard to do, but it's hard to do it when there's like six people at the table and it's moving really fast. But like if you're playing one on one with a dealer, it's really it's not too hard. It's easy to keep track of. Yeah, because certain like it's like one or two through seven or two through six is like negative one, and then uh, like seven, eight, nine is zero, and then all the face cards and the ace is plus one. Oh, so you want sense. you want the count you want a bunch of little cards to come out, so it's like negative one, negative two, negative three, or whatever. I could be reversing it, but 
once all the little cards let's say come out it's like negative 12 is the count you know oh there's a bunch if, the, if it's at negative 12 you know all the big cards you know are what's coming. in the deck yeah, I see. So. And at fucking casinos, they use more than one deck, right? So like they yeah, make usually. it stupid hard. Yeah, <laughs> and if it's just in a lot of times for like the high roller tables, it'll be one deck because like it's more like legit of a way to play poker. Like if it's like hundred dollar minimum to bet or whatever. I feel like you have to be a demon for like people that own a casino to be like, bro, stop. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean they got they got all the the pull in there, I guess. Yeah, for real. Just y'all know everything that's y'all going winning on, too huh? much. Yeah. All right. But uh, I guess I'll get off the Vegas topic. Yeah, my um, bad. <laughs> all, for all of you that don't know, Student One, how long have you been making music for? Ten years. Ten years. Because ever since I started Waterwave, you were like one of the first artists that Jake tapped me in with. Because Jake was like, I knew about, I knew of Jake before I even started Waterwave. And oh, for so sure. like I knew he. I think I might have already knew about you a little bit before of you guys making music or doing shows together or something. Yeah. Um. Shout out, Jake. But um, but yeah, you've been around since the beginning of Waterwave. You were actually on that spot or that SoundCloud mixtape we did like in 2019, back in the day. I still for that reciprocation song with Jake. <laughs> I still listen to that song. Th- like, there was one song in here that like gave me that vibe, like that phone call or like a uh, phone vibe. I forget the, which one it just was. Just like that phone. Fo- yeah, I, was that? Towards the, I think it was in the second half. But I wannabe maybe. Honestly, I don't remember. But that gave me that vibe. No, I think I. And I that's why I, I was like, "Damn, I've heard like three different like stew vibes on this that I've heard before." I was like, "That's fire." Uh, but yeah, take. I wanted. Uh, what was your inspiration to like first hop in the studio? Like, what, what flipped the switch of like I love, I like maybe freestyling. I like, uh, I like listening to music. But what flipped the switch to be like I'm gonna hop in the booth? Um, I would freestyle a lot senior year of high school, and. Uh, I feel like you know this story, but like the first time I freestyled in front of Alec, it was just some shit that I wrote like probably a couple days prior, and we were like playing the chronic beats in his car, just getting high. And then uh, I just spit whatever I wrote. <laughs> and, then, and then Alec, word for word, says, Okay, I know you didn't write any of that, but that shit was fire. <laughs> and I was like, No, nah, wait. I did write that, and then he was like, "What?" And uh, then I just then we just started freestyling more because like mm-hmm. everybody that was in that car, like, like not not everybody in that car was like mu- musicians, but they like doing that shit. They like freestyling and just you know getting high and chilling. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got into college, and I just wasn't focusing, but mm-hmm. I was I was going to Dinky Town regularly to like. You go? Did you go to the U of M? Uh, no, no. I ch- I tried to apply and got waitlisted because I literally gave up on school I think after sophomore year like there was like a yeah. part I could see it in my grades I was just like man I should get these grades up and I did yeah, and I then have gone to the U, so. I just like it would have been fun I yeah. guess but, but yeah, so you spent a lot of time in dinky town regardless yeah so I felt like a U of M student yeah, I was like same. on campus all the time <laughs> and uh fucking yeah like I would just Everybody that was in that car ended up living with Alec in Dinky Town. And so anytime I'd come by, we'd just hang out, freestyle. And then it just, like, started to get in the way of, like, me doing work at college. And then I just woke up and just said, Mom, I'm dropping out. <laughs> and my mom, I'm, like, the first-generation American in my family. And... Uh, yeah, she, like, moved here when she was 17. I bet her idea for me was, like, you know, go to school, get a good job, mm-hmm. get a house, you live in. 
So like, that was not an easy talk to have yeah. with her at all. Times have changed a lot though. Yeah. Like, of, like of opportunities of you know making money or having jobs or living out your dreams without school. Like, the times have changed. I, I mean, I bet her overall end goal was that you had a you were successful and had fun. Yeah. But like her picture of it was probably you know school job. It was know, specific. Retirement. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. But like in reality, this ended up being the better path, anyways. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah, and like now, like now, my mom, like, she's like super supportive of mm-hmm. it. Like at first, I could under, I have like no like, I don't feel any type of way about her being skeptical towards the idea of like her son being like, I want to rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that sounds crazy. As yeah. a parent, I bet if you heard your kid say yeah. that, I was Artie, telling my parents I wanted to be a professional Call of Duty player. At, you know, when I was in when, in twenty. 14 so i'm sure that wasn't much easier to hear bro yeah nowadays it makes more sense yeah yeah it's just like back then we knew that that was going to turn up very shortly so it's like to them like it probably sounded funny but it's like like, i don't know like especially with how serious i knew like with how seriously pissed i knew she was going to be when i told her that i was dropping out like i wouldn't have said that shit if i wasn't serious Mm -hmm. you know so like I think ever since like that talk and just kind of noticing the pattern of me like not really caring about anything except for music mm-hmm. when it comes to like what's on my like plate I was just like fuck it let's do this yeah it's fire uh more time goes on you're making music for a while you start working uh, you start doing I feel like you, did you do a lot of local shows like when you were first coming up because I know I feel like I seen when I first started Waterway I feel like I might have seen you out doing shows a little bit more um, yeah. and whatnot like uh did you ever work with any other like music groups like clicks that you were part of along your journey yeah that you did like maybe events with and whatnot grove music like back in the day mm-hmm. uh oh i wanted to mention on uh <clears throat> like on kites there's the the original ukulele sample like the like uh is my homie lucas um Shout out Lucas Rohrman. Uh, him and I just used to like, I think he lives in Iowa now, but like back when he lived in Minnesota, we would just like link up, like smoke, and then he would just pull out his guitar, and I would like set my phone like on the table and just press record, and we'd just like figure out like melodies and chords that just sounded pretty. Mm-hmm. And in the background, I'd just be writing something. and. It was like I think that that like that is why kites exist, you know what I mean? So like, I feel like if that if we didn't do that, like, I would have never had that song. So yeah. it's like shout out to Lucas. Like, I hope like we get to like meet again and do some shit like that again because mm-hmm. I feel like people could really like kites. Um, I've been I worked with, I mean like just I'm just speaking like throughout like. Uh, now I'm just talking about collaborations like with people in like the area and shit mm-hmm. like that like uh, there was C Notes with Shrimp Nose I fucking love working with him I love that man to death shout out Riley um, it was just like a little three track joint but uh, yeah like I don't know like and I feel like I've just been like making s- like songs with the homies whenever I can like so I, I never really like clicked up with anybody for real for real I've always just trying to like I've always tried to like figure out what is student one like mm-hmm. I feel like I still don't even really know like uh but um like I mean obviously I do but I feel like 
if I want to like add depth to like what I'm doing, I gotta like think about that more. <clears throat> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Aside from that, I can't really like. Yeah. I feel like I'm not thinking of everybody, but. Yeah, I mean it was a long, it's a long career. Yeah. Uh, but um, from from hitting probably some of the small stages in Minnesota, you've also gone to the biggest stage. I feel like maybe not, I don't know if it's the biggest in Minnesota history, but with Soundset, that's got to be the biggest. That's the biggest show ever. That's the biggest show ever in Minnesota. Yeah. Is because like what? Because it's is that bigger than like you if like U.S. Bank Stadium or like Target Center did something? That, there's still more people at Soundset, right? Yeah, Soundset was bussing. Yeah, because I don't think there's any other any other venue that can hold as many people that go to Soundset anyways. If it's not Soundset, but yeah, let's just say hip hop at least. If there was another event that we're missing somehow. Yeah. Um, but um, that was in 2019. What was how what was it like getting? I guess the email, text, phone call, whatever it was, like, hey, we want you to be on Soundset. You know what I mean? Like, how does that, uh, how does that come about? And could you t- just tilt your mic a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah, just that part. Yeah, just sound a little bit better. I, uh, I think I just like, I think I, I learned about it in the car, and I was screaming in the car. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's go. Yeah, and it seemed like they, like, looking back at this lineup, they, they showed love to a few other local guys, too, that year. They got Taylor J and Casanova on there Hell as well. Yeah. They had Dua. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they also had uh, uh, Tierra Whack on there, too, yeah. which was, like, around the time. Is that around the time that you guys dropped or no? That was, like, uh, that was probably, like, a year and a half after we dropped it. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had already been talking – and didn't we go to South by that same year? Mm-hmm. And we were we were trying to link up with her there, but um, I just I don't know. I was just at the hotel. <laughs> uh, fucking! But I met her at Soundset, which was like insane. Like I feel like uh, I don't know when I'm around artists that I like look up to and fuck with. Mm-hmm. I get like I get even more shy. Yeah, and like. I was in the back of the stage while she was performing and uh, just like hoping that she might have a chance to be like, what up? And uh, she like, I was like on one end of the backstage, she came out the other end and then she looked my way and I was just like, (laughs) and then she like walked over. I was like, oh shit. And uh, she like gave me a hug. She was like, hi, how are you? It's very nice to meet you. I was like, nice to meet you too. You went crazy. Like, Mm -hmm. um, super nice. Like shout out to Arawak for real. That shit was crazy. Yeah. So back to the to the screaming in the car when you got the message or whatever how, yeah. like, so how how does that how does that work how does getting booked for a big festival work like that then i guess and the emotion that comes with it and the planning and you know like how to, what how, what was that whole process like uh okay so like after the screaming and just being like <laughs> holy shit uh i was just like all right i want to do something like special for uh for the performance especially considering it was only like it was like 20 minutes and like and that made me even more excited because it was just like it's not really like asking for too much to do a 20 minute set anywhere so Mm -hmm. it's just like doing that at soundset it's just like i'm barely doing shit like it's lit yeah (laughs) uh you want to do something that's impactful to get those people to remember yeah stick around and shit and like uh I don't know. I think I just played. I just went crazier than I ever went. And I was like, like in a live setting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. 
I was just occupying as much of the stage as I could. I was like looking at the crowd. I don't know, like for some, like, I don't know. I don't usually do that. I feel like I get shy on stage sometimes too. And like, I'll just kind of like walk around and maybe like, like I'll like twirl on stage and kind of like have my back facing the crowd for a second, but it's just like, I don't know, face the crowd. Yeah. And like, I was on that show. I was on business with the crowd on Soundset and like, they were fucking with it. And it was like, it was, it was crazy. I think the only, uh, like aside from like performing, like, I think I threw a backpack out on stage too, like in the middle of Loop Hall. Never done that shit. It was just filled with water bottles mm. and like a, like a, like a piece of notebook paper with a heart on it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just good to be up there. I think it gave me a whole, like, I tapped into a completely different energy that day. Yeah. That's fire. I, I'm, I, I've not, like, obviously I don't make music, but I was, I was lucky enough to be on, on a festival stage to do some video one time for snot at summer smash and that was really cool but like like just standing on a stage and just seeing a sea of people is just crazy and i know one one day i'll maybe be able to MC something like that but but yeah i couldn't even imagine like it what 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 kind of like what could you compare that feeling to i guess is there like a something you've ever experienced of like stepping onto a stage like that that you could compare it to no nah, it's just unreal <laughs> It's and like I feel like and I feel like I'm only seeing like a portion of like what really successful people see like mm-hmm. when they go into like stadiums and just see people like type shit like I bet that feels like Molly or something <laughs> like yeah, especially with like everyone's like phone you know lights on all yeah, around you like bro that shit yeah like you know the the five gum commercials yeah, <laughs> yeah. What it, how it feels to chew five gum yeah that shit is definitely stimulating be, your senses <laughs> be one of them. Uh, but uh, I feel like, uh, and then uh, going into like 2020, you released a lot. Of, uh, uh, was that the Upperclassmen yep. album, right? Uh, and a few other singles and whatnot. But then in 2021, you didn't drop too much, like one single, right? Yeah. Was that because of like the creation of what's to come with the album that you dropped, or like what was there? There was like a, uh, like a slowdown of releasing, I guess, kind of in that yeah. 2021. Like how? What was like the reason behind that? It was a combination of things. It was like, um. So, yeah, we were, like, putting more focus on the album and just kind of, like, making it sound good mm-hmm. and just making it sound as good as possible. Yeah. And um, COVID was happening around that time. Mm-hmm. Kind of made it hard to move around. Uh, also, just kind of like a – like, that entire – I think I took that time to, like uh, – just kind of work on myself because like there were so many like days where I'd just like be home and I'm just like damn I'm not doing shit and then I'd be like so sometimes you almost need to not do shit yeah 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 like your brain a break yeah yeah, yeah. and but like I was also like just like the way I was living like when I said when I think like damn I'm not doing shit Mm. I start thinking about like oh it's probably because you do this this and this and like mm, yeah. and then you smoke yourself to sleep in the morning like <laughs> and uh fucking i just started like thinking about that a lot and i was just like i guess i have like the time right now to like curb my intake on things and just uh mm-hmm. just rewire unlearn some shit and it was hard like i don't know 
I wasn't living super bad, but mm -hmm. I was living reckless. Yeah. And just making the decision to come to terms with that kind of like it took a lot of energy. Yeah. And I just because of it, like wasn't really dropping shit, wasn't really thinking of shit. I wasn't even like coming up with shit. I was like, and it, that was depressing. And like, uh, yeah, it was just like a wild, that was like a wild mm -hmm. 2021 was wild. And like now, uh, like even before the album dropped, like, I was feeling like I'm in a better place now compared to that, mm -hmm. which is great because when I was in like the heart of that feeling, I felt like, is this just like, am I just not, is student one done? Like fucking, is there nothing else I can think of and shit like that? And like, it's nice to get out of that rut and, mm -hmm. and then just know that like it can get that bad and then it can get better. Yeah. Um, and then the, now the album's dropped and I feel like double that. Yeah. So it's just like, that's good. Yeah. And yeah. I, cause from the outside looking in, you know, as like a, a media guy and, you know, fan of student one and fan of the Minnesota music scene, like, um, I was definitely like, dang, I wonder if student one's like, like he's not throwing in the towel, is he? Or he's not like taking a break. Cause, cause one, like the Instagram algorithm is hard to even see, like, you know, even if you post once a week, I maybe not even see it just how Instagram works sometimes. But like, um, I usually see when music drops for the most part, you know, and then like seeing like, yeah, he only dropped one song. He hasn't dropped yet in 2022. Like, I wonder what either he's working on something cool or like maybe he's just taking, you know, taking the break. Cause I know a lot of artists take, you know, need their breaks. And then your manager, Alec DM us one day, like, yo, he's dropping an album coming up. Oh, let's do a pod. And I was like, I, I was like, bet. I was like, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I was like, I was like, I haven't talked to him forever. I haven't been able to, you know, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm excited for what, whatever, whatever you're dropping. So I was, it's, yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, some time off really can help uh, give you the energy to push the product in the way it should be. Because like you could that, like that music like you said it was done two years ago, a year ago, whatever, like mix mastered, whatever. But uh, by the time, but if you don't have the energy to put behind like what it, what it's gonna take to make this work, like you said, you right. didn't want to go to Montana, right? Yeah, Montana, right? Yeah. You didn't want to go to Montana. So like if you were to drop this album last year and you were in that rut of like I don't want to do shit you wouldn't have went to Montana. Yeah. You know what I mean? You probably wouldn't have got up and went and did that. But now that you got a little more energy, you got to take a rest. Now you can give your personal energy, the, the energy that your album needs, you know, like yeah. it's more than just dropping it and maybe posting some Instagram pictures. Like you, you gotta, you gotta like maybe talk to people, come do podcasts. You gotta travel to shoot music videos. Like if, if you were in a worse state of mind, uh, maybe at a different time, then there's no reason to put that extra work on you. Type you know shit. I mean? like, yeah. yeah. Like, and it, I feel like it's hard to, I feel like, I don't know if it's just the industry or just like how I've just been moving, but like, I feel like it's hard to admit that a break is needed, mm -hmm. like without feeling like it, it's without feeling like, damn, like the hype is like right here for me right now. And if mm -hmm. I just take a little breather, like it's just gonna, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, you see it happen with like mainstream artists that uh, can take long breaks and still come back and be successful. Like, obviously, like someone like Kendrick is so big, but like, you know, three, four years off, whatever it was. And even like a Playboy Cardi, if you want to go down that level or even even a smaller low of like a Sofago. Like, yeah, you know, like all okay. the there's, there's these tiers of guys that peaked really hard or like had like that big thing that they were known for. And then just like 
like you know just been steadily doing their thing but now you build up anticipation like they can structure themselves maybe what they're gonna drop is better than what they would have dropped yeah you just never know like so yeah i think and with the way the industry looks like these artists probably take you know they'll they'll turn in an album that they maybe worked three months hard as hell on made 200 songs picked 20 of them (laughs) but then they have it's just like the nfl maybe they'll have six months where they maybe go to their homie studios or you know make some music for fun but they're not in that you know in their making album mode yeah and it's like off season and in season for any sport you know any business like you need some time off i feel like that was my first uh I feel like that was my first significant time off that I felt like I like had to like fight myself to like, you know, give myself. I was just like, nah, I need this. I need to like, I need a minute. Yeah. Like reset. I need one of those soon. Yeah. I haven't even, I I went to a summer smash, but I haven't even taken a vacation in like three or four years now. You need it. Or like just getting out of the state. Like it's just, it's like. I don't even know. Mainly since the store opened, just because someone like we have to employ this somehow, and if we're not paying yeah. people, but like, um, it's but yeah, business. vacations are well needed. Whenever I get like two days off of like not having to do anything, like if I don't want to, it's just like the best thing ever. Yeah, it feels for so real. good. It's like when you get the weekend off when you're in school. Yeah, well, what it felt like. On God, when we were out in Montana, like we were we were staying at a the Airbnb was a cabin, so it's like, and I I don't. I've never had a cabin, so like anytime I'm out there, I'm always just like, I'm always just like outside, just like, it's quiet as fuck out here. Mm-hmm. This is sick. Like, I don't know, it's just not like the city. Mm-hmm. And like, just three days of that, like coming back to that, I don't know, I was just yeah. in a good ass mood, yeah. like off that for some reason. Yeah, I just took, I guess I took a four day trip with my family to Grand Marais. Oh, that, shit. If that counts as a vacation. <laughs> But that was super relaxing, quiet. You can actually see the stars. You hear every animal noise from miles away. All that, that shit's type fire. Of shit. It's peaceful. It is really peaceful. Um, uh, throughout taking a break, dropping songs and whatnot, throughout the past 10 years, you've still been able to manage keeping, right now, 56,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, which, um, in terms of a rising artist, is really good um, to keep people retaining your music and coming back and listening again. Uh, do you know like where a majority of your fan base is at this point? Like, is it like pretty spread out, like streaming wise, or I, is it? It's heavy in Minnesota. It's it's heavy in Minnesota. It's uh, oh m- maybe it's not. <laughs> like St. Paul and like Minneapolis are like number eleven, like twenty from like the city. Mm. So, like, is Chicago, Chicago high up there? Like Dallas, LA, New York, and then like across like. All the big markets are on the top. I didn't know that shit. Chicago, <laughs> LA, Dallas, New York. Amsterdam. Yeah. And then, yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul. He said around 11 to 20 range right now. But that's kind of how it goes with, like, I mean, a lot of artists. I mean, unless, like, you're the king of your state, you know, almost like a little baby or something where it's like he, Atlanta is like him. Yeah. You know what nah, I mean? It's like. like like you're gonna get fans from other places because it's the internet and that's what it's for yeah like honestly like yeah i didn't know those were like the top cities and that kind of just your instagram is probably highly uh populated in in minnesota i'd say though that's because like that's kind of how like i feel it's weird because like the transition from like the soundcloud and spotify analytics to like instagram analytics is so different like people that decide to like follow you on the gram or that yeah because obviously like if you go to school you went to school out here or you made your instagram back in the day like all your friends would have followed you yeah it's like a weird spin yeah trade-off no nah, yeah but like it's kind of tight though because it's just like 
I don't even think I haven't done a show in a lot of those places. Yeah. So it's just like, and then there's like, I don't, and I don't even know if these are top places at all. Like, I don't really think I have a large demographic in these places, but every now and then I'll like get a DM from like some dude. It's like, when are you going to come to Belgium? It's just like, man. <laughs> You're like, if you could pay for my flight and my stay, I'll come tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll God. do a show just for you in the living room. Personal. <laughs> you got a, you got a Bluetooth speaker. Nah. Hey, that that's that's one thing I really want to do. I, actually, I probably eh, I'm gonna tell you. I should, I'm not even gonna air this out because someone's gonna steal my idea. I'll bring it up to you after. This. All right, I'm bet, bet. If I tell if I say that someone that has more money than me will do it before I can, so I can't even say Smart. that publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Keep it talking. One of my last few questions for you uh, about the album, but this song actually came out earlier. Is the the early Tyler Cave song? You said something about water and waves in there. I just didn't know if you were inspired by us at all during oh. the song. <laughs> Like it was like he said something about water. You just want to ride the wave. Something about something after that. Oh. And I was like, dang. It was like it was kind of like boom, boom. I was like, I wonder if like he seen. You know, he was scrolling on Instagram and while he was in the studio, seeing our logo or something. Like I don't know. I you had yeah. Those <laughs> two words are too close to each other for me to have not been thinking about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I mean, yeah, because like, I, don't know, I always just like to. F- when it, cause I didn't because I I I, I might have heard that song when it came out a while ago, but I maybe just breezed over it. But when I re-listened to the album, I heard it. I was like, I was like, let me run that back real quick. Like like how? Because it wasn't like you said, like you're trying to ride the water wave or something like that. Yeah. Like, or was, like you was just like something about water riding a wave like in between. Like there was like yeah. So like, I was like, oh, there's a chance. So I had to bring it up. You were just I think you were just on my mind. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking I like I made that song around the time. Uh, Around the time I called you in the morning and ha- said have a good day <laughs> and like, <laughs> nah, nah. I was it in Mankato where I like blacked out and uh, at the Red Rock show. Are you talking about that? Like when we did that show in Cato? Yeah, but like I, I, th- I think there was a party bus and like it was on the way to the show. Oh, that was the- that was for one of Jake's shows, I think. Yeah, yeah. that had to have been like. It had to have happened around that time, oh, like when I was making that song. That was around that time. And yeah, that might have not been a water wave show, but yeah, though that, that was like Jake got booked for like a show at the it was the What's Up Lounge, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, Kato. yeah. And he had a party bus before because it was like around his birthday time, I think, or something. Or he just got a party bus for the show. And then <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. I don't remember you getting blacked out though. Oh, uh, you don't know the story? All right, bet. So mm-hmm. fucking yeah, story time. We uh so we were all like smoking at Jake's house and then this party bus all picks us up. Oh, mm-hmm. me and my uh me and my homie Aunt uh Anthony Gomez, shout out Aunt. Uh we shout like we drove there. Uh we drove to fucking Cato and then we get to Jake's house, wait for the party bus. Uh I'm pre gaming with Grey Goose that my friend Aunt bought. And then um I get on the bus and then people start getting on that I didn't even know were at his crib. And I'm like, what's good? Like giving people hugs, like catching up, saying it's nice to see him. And then like my my other homie had a bottle of E and J, and we were catching up so much that I just like he just panted it to me, and I just like took a pull, <laughs> and uh, then I took a couple more pulls, and I was drinking a lot of vodka already. And then uh, I don't really remember much after that. I just remember getting to the venue. And someone being like, yo, can you still perform? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then, 
And then, uh, then I was like, let me just go use the bathroom quick. And then I go to the bathroom and I don't remember anything that happened in the bathroom. Uh, I just remember waking up in a hospital the next wow. morning and then I look at my phone on Ant's story and it's just like him walking into the bathroom going to like the toilet stall and like just going down to the floor and I'm just knocked out <laughs> fully clothed backpack on and everything Jeez. just done and uh, <laughs> and uh, so like like I said we drove there right uh, after that happened, the homie was just like, all right, so he can't perform. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get him to his car. And, uh, then they take me to my car and my homie's just like, oh, I'll drive him home. Cause, uh, he was my ride back anyway. Uh, then. <laughs> Fuck. I can't talk about this part. Uh, um, all right, yeah, like we start, we start <laughs> driving back. I'm in the back seat, knocked out. Mm -hmm. Like there's like throw up on me and shit. And then we get pulled over, and uh, then the homie that was driving me back blew like a like a point one eight or some shit. And uh, and then they put us both. They put me in the back of the squad car. This is another little tidbit I remember. They were because like my glove box is still broken. They were just like your glove box is locked. Can we get in there? And all I said was ah ah ah, and then they broke that bitch open. <laughs> and there was nothing in there. I wasn't even trying to hide anything. Mm. Like I was just being stupid. And then they broke my shit and then sent my car to an impound lot. Took me to the hospital. Uh, put the homie in a holding cell. He got bailed out. We all went home. <laughs> Damn, that's a crazy story. And so you were going from Mankato back to the cities then that same night? Yeah, we were going like it was like the day it was the night of the show. Yeah, but you were supposed to perform, but then you're like, oh, let's just go home. And so you drove from Mankato back to the cities the same night that you were that I was and then fucked you, up. And you got pulled over on the way. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like, what's he doing in the back? <laughs> and I'm just like, just KO. Yeah, like that whole shit was crazy. And that's why you don't mix liquor, kids. Whenever, whenever you're turning 21 and you take your first drink. Don't mix the light color liquor with the dark color liquor. Also, just know yourself. Like, if you're a lightweight, there's no reason to be going hard. Just wait till you feel it and mm -hmm. then stop. <laughs> That's what I've been taking a little break on drinking recently. I just, every time I wake up, I got a headache. Even if it's like two drinks, or like the next morning, or just dry mucus. Yeah. I'm just old now, I guess. I'm Duh, yeah. Just 20, old. 28, 28's been, are you 28? I'm 23. You're 23? Yeah, like I just turned 28. And like, I'm almost 24. I'm feeling 28 feels like old. I don't know, but it's like not I feel old. Like, I feel like once you get over 21, it's like everything feels old, but like you're still under 30, so it's like it doesn't feel super old. Yeah. But like once like 20, once you hit 21, you're like, like you're still young. You can finally party. Maybe 22, you're like, oh, it's not really that special to turn 22 and then 23, 24. And it's like, oh, where's the hype at for like, yeah. you know, the extra, the next year? And it's like it's like there isn't really that hype anymore. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Like of like, oh, you just turned sixteen, you get your license. Turn eighteen, you can do probably I don't know, buy tobacco in some states. Yeah, whatever you could do. Uh, Twenty one, uh, you can drink. You can do a you lot can of other buy things. Woods. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of things, and then uh, after that, it's like it's like there's nothing special after that. So yeah, you just feel like oh, it's 
You could rent a car at 25. You could run for president at 35. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> that's dog. the exciting part. That's the exciting thing about turning 25 <laughs> is you can rent a car. Don't forget to rent a car on your 20s. <laughs> Damn. Well, what else? What is there any other age spots that you hit? Like, what? When do you get like the senior discount at like the at the local bakery? 65, bro. That's about to be busting. I'm about to pull up with the gang, <laughs> and we're just 65th about to birthday. Get half off breakfast or something. We're gonna come off. We're gonna come off the meds. You think you'll still be making music when you're 65? I'm gonna. Oh yeah. <laughs> Something about that is just funny to me. A 65 year old man. You'll be more than double, more than double your age right now. Yeah. And still, and still drop a song under the alias Student One. Scotty up, kids. I think Spot. I bet Spotify won't even be around. Then it'll probably be something else. Yeah, and I have to keep up. My 65 keep year old. Keep up with the social like, medias and the metaverses and everything. Yeah, with the TikToks of like 2080 something. I think you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just be fucking with people when I'm old. Like I feel like I'm gonna just be like, like if I have a walker or something, mm-hmm. and then motherfuckers just like, just act like not I don't getting know. out the way, just yeah. smacking with it or something. Yeah, just like act like I'm just oh, <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm scared to get old, but that was a pretty good interview essay. Do you have any advice you would like to give to any? kids out there any artists out there what they should do what they shouldn't do some crazy knowledge that you could drop on them right now uh my homie Corey likes to say none of it matters like randomly in conversation and that's always helped me just kind of like calm down and be a little comfortable with like just kind of like doing something or like you know like if I'm like indecisive about going in one direction or the other, like, and I express that to my homie, he's just like, none of it matters. Yeah. And like, and like something about that just makes me feel kind of good. I feel like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just take this choice then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, but at, like at the same time, like, shit matters. Yeah, like, shit matters. But uh, when there's a lot of things don't matter that people think matter. Yeah. And that's a big fact. Like, even if I would say you're a high school kid watching and you're not the cool kid at school or some shit or you can't sit at the cool kid lunch table or whatever it may be, like, that shit does not matter as soon yeah. as you get out of high school. As soon as you get that degree and you step off that stage or you drop out early and say, fuck you, all y'all, whatever your choice is, as long as you're successful in life, it don't really matter. As soon as you do that, all that shit that happened in high school does not matter. All the girls that were the hot, preppy girls in high school that no one could talk to end up being the ones no one wants later on so don't yeah. worry about them okay like it's just i feel like life is just like a matter of just like knowing like <laughs> like we all give we all give like attention to like a like as a person just give attention to a bunch of shit in the world and it's just like I feel like life is just a matter of just knowing like what's for the birds you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then just like fine-tuning it until you figure out how to just get to your bag and you know mm-hmm. do what you got to do and next, wait, one last question I almost forgot to ask. Why student one? Why not like two, three, four, or five, or six? Or? Oh, uh, back when I made the uh, back when I made the name, uh, I was just the <laughs> it's stupid. It's kind of a lame <laughs> reason now. Uh, you only use number one pencils. 
No, I was just like the first, I was at the top of my list on attendance sheets, because so, like my name started with an A. But then at the same time, I was just like, oh, I'm dropping out of school for this shit. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little too comfortable over there. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> just, uh, like, but at the same time, <laughs> at, at the same time, uh, I just like dropped out of school for this shit. So it's just like anything related to being a student, uh, I just kind of gravitated towards because like, you know, like that conversation we had about my mom, like she didn't know if I was like taking, she didn't know what I was taking seriously and what I wasn't. So it's mm -hmm. just like this is maybe kind of my way of telling her like this is my school now mm -hmm. and I take this school seriously so oh, yeah. appreciate you coming in dropping I appreciate you having for, me dropping knowledge for us telling your story can you maybe take out a couple of the names maybe like the guy uh, who I said was driving drunk in that you didn't, you didn't say who was driving though. okay you said bet, the bet, bet, bet 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 I'll, I'll send it to you and uh, just to make sure but you just said the homie so yeah, I just don't want to. I just don't want to put anybody out on front street, you know. Yeah, no, I feel that. That's not what our platform's for. Yeah, some platforms do that, but that's not us. Good, we don't play that. Um, go stream off the dust. Is that off the dust? Is that like, like shroom dust? Oh, nah, I keep asking questions when I keep saying I'm done, but like, I just nah, said it. And I'm like, I got you. This one's a quick one. Uh, <laughs> me and like, like I said, like me and Corey just didn't really like have like a like a vision going forward. We were just kind of cooking up and just mm. picked out what we liked and just like just kind of like the realm that all this music was in and just how hard we were going. We like, we just called it like being off the dust anytime we made something shit that like slaps. Mm. And it's just, just because like that phrase is alarming, like dust. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And like that, I, that's how aggressively hard we felt we were going. So it's just like, fuck, we're just gonna call this tape off the dust. Oh, and if people have questions about whether or not we do PCP, we will tackle them. <laughs> like, <laughs> we will tell them no. <laughs> off the dust, it's kind of like being like, like saying like off the shits, almost like a thing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. I feel like it was very drug off influenced, this tape. <laughs> off the dust. I used to do shrooms a lot, but I haven't did them in a long time. Not that I don't want to, but I just don't. I just fuck with microdosing? Yeah. That I, shit's fuego. Yeah. I went to work off of, off of microdose. I have... I don't like to go in public shrooms, but that's because I, I've only did it probably like a handful of times in my life, but it's been like a year. I need to do it again though. But if y'all listening and you, it's, you make sure if you're doing shrooms, do it with someone that is, that's done them before. If it's your first time. Yeah. So they can watch over you. Cause if you don't, if you not expect, you might not know, know what you're expecting and you might think that something's fucked up, but it's really just the, mushrooms it's just the shrooms yeah and then once you realize it's just the shrooms then that's where you have a good time yeah that's, that's when you're outside yelling Wee! do you have a what's a what's your favorite album you've ever listened to off the shrooms <laughs> mine's man i think man on the moon by kid cuddy or satellite flight by kid cuddy i listened to both of those last time i tripped in that show those are those are fire choices. I was just sitting crap. You know what? While you think about it, you know what's really I don't. Do you have any pets? No. I have a pet bunny, and last time I was off the shrooms, like meditating, listening to music, I opened my eyes, and he's just sitting there staring at me, like 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 ready to like spring to action if he if at any moment, like just staring at me, looking crazy. And I reach towards him, and he just dips, like dips, <laughs> dips so fast, like he knew he could feel my energy. And so he ends up like coming back later and sitting next to me and I'm petting him or whatever. But like, it's like he could feel like that. What I was, what I was like summoning he or knew whatever. What, he knew what time you were on. He was just yeah. like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> See, 
Wait, do you, do you know what your favorite album is off the shrooms? You've listened to off the shrooms? I think it's... One day I listened to Mad Villainy off the shrooms. That shit was gas. It was kind of scary. Uh, they were like, I feel like, okay, like that's just a shroom thing. I feel like there's never been a shroom trip that I've had where it's just been 100% hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like there's always a point where it just kind of dips. Scares, there's something that scares you or something that alarms you. Like, you for, like you look around, you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then you're, like, alarmed for at least a little bit. But Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's just, like, always, like, a corridor of your mind that, like, you're always avoiding. And, like, shrooms just kind of make you, like, let's go in there. Like, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm avoiding the itch to look up scary things to watch while tripping. Like, I'm avoiding, <laughs> I'm avoiding the urge to type that into my YouTube search every time I trip. Yo, okay, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing this on shrooms, but uh, I really wouldn't, honestly. But you know the show King of the Hill? Yeah. A long time ago, there was a uh, – me and my friend found these edits of – King of the Hill episodes. If you just go on YouTube and type in K O T H edit, they're like 10 or 12 of them bitches. And like I said, don't watch it on shrooms, but they're very funny. Like if you just get high and watch them, they're like, there's like a lot of shock value, but like in a funny way. But I could just tell if somebody was tripping balls. And mm-hmm. if, if I was tripping balls and you put that shit on for me, I would have just been mad at you, <laughs> like so. Like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it while tripping. But like, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's just not. I remember the f- first time I, uh, me and like eight friends that we all lived in a house when we were in college. We all, uh, everyone took an acid tab. Me and there's one left. So me and the last guy like split one. That was the first time I ever did any type of psychedelic. I didn't even, I didn't even know what to expect. I thought I was just gonna get high. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just start seeing weird shit. But it was like, it was like really cool because everybody in the house was on it, and it yeah. was weird. Like. Cause you could, as soon as like someone came home, like came back from like the bars or whatever, cause it was just like a random Friday night or something like that was like one of our friends came in, like everybody knew like they just walked in the house. It was just so <laughs> weird. Like yeah. the energy just changed completely. And like everyone went, went downstairs and like met in the living room. Like what's going, who just walked in? It was weird. Yeah. It's so weird and just seeing shit, but we could go, we could go down a huge rabbit hole of, of psychedelic talk probably if we could, cause nah. things different, but I don't think that's for this episode. Yeah. This well, one. maybe, maybe off camera or something. We have to do a. I would love to, when I, I don't know, when we get a more comfortable living situation, podcast situation, to do, like, a mushroom podcast. That would be flame. Because I feel like a big thing is, like, your environment when you do mushrooms, too. You can't, like, you don't want to do it and then, like, walk out to, like, a dirty living room or something. Then you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, this is, cr- like, I'm a mess. Or, like, yeah. or like you walk, or, you know, like, you want to, like, have a nice little setup, good good vibes around. Yeah. yeah I don't want anything that could throw you off. But Just maintain the balance. But, yeah, thank you all for watching. Um, if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that, make sure you give us a good review. Let us know what you liked about it the most. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, share, all that cool stuff. Comment down below what Student One song is your favorite and any other things you want to tell Student One. I'm sure he'll check them out. Some I, crazy I will. shit in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, come shop with us at 1521 Como Avenue, Southeast Minneapolis, Minnesota. We sell vintage, we sell shoes, we sell hype, we sell exotic sodas, we got some knickknacks, we got backpacks, some Supreme and Bait backpacks, we sell some yeah. stuff like that. This isn't a backpack they sell, that's not, I don't know yeah. why I put that up. Hey, we got, we, we, we sell those sometimes, we got, we're vintage got shops, so we got some old Jansports that come through sometimes, you know, in the little 5 10 $15 piles, you know, Might have to make we got purchase. some Jansports coming, but um, but yeah, if you also, if you need a studio, we got one at waterwavetv.com, you can book your sessions on there and work with one of our guys. Other than that, 
uh, Jackson, run the Northern Chill ad when we're done because I forgot to do that. But if you are a listener to this podcast, stay tuned for the next 30 seconds and you will get an exclusive discount on Northern Chills. <laughs> Uh, once again, thank you, Student One. Just thank follow him again. on the gram. If you're on YouTube, all the stuff will be in the description to tap in with him. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. We're going to take a quick break to shout out the supporters that support us to make this happen. Shout out to our sponsor, Northern Chill. It's my favorite water out there. It's a 7.8 pH level. It has calcium, magnesium, chloride, sodium, potassium, and even other minerals that help you live better. It makes you feel better, makes you live better, makes you healthy and hydrated it's my favorite water you can shop it online at northernchill.com and we have an exclusive code for our podcast listeners code wwtv20 will give you 20 percent off a case of northern chills like you see right here it is our favorite water over here at water wave and i don't like to drink anything else if i have to i will obviously because i gotta survive but at any time of the day i'm looking for a northern chill follow them on instagram at drink chill h2o as well and get with the movement start drinking real water and quit drinking that sink water, man. You know it's not good for you.